morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Y2K! Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll that you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Bandit Radio Hour. Uh... I'm your host, the Bandit, here with Merce. Merce, say howdy to everybody. Howdy, howdy. Yeah, how are we doing tonight? It's uh, it's been. I feel like we just did this deja deja vu. We did it like what Saturday? No, Sunday. Today's Tuesday. Uh, my week, my days are so. Yeah. Daylight. Right, they're, wor- they're worse than the economy right now. <laughs> the economy's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> economy's big old stinker right now. Big old stinker head. Um, no, dude. Daylight savings has railroaded me. I'm, I'm upset because uh, right now it's eight. Your clock, you still got to roll it forward, but it's nine. It's, a, it's supposed to be like a world clock. It's supposed to like automatically update based on radio signals they put out. There's, I can't change it. There's some retarded radio signals they got. Well, I mean, it's probably put out by the government. What a Genius. Th- yeah, we're going to sell you a clock that goes on radio signals. Oh, but if it breaks, I can change it, right? No, come buy another. I think there's switches on the back that I can just change time zones. Is there different radio frequencies? I I, I, I don't know. It's called some kind of... You're the amateur meteorologist. Dude, I don't know. I bought it because it matches my interior. <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche. Uh, but no, uh, it's j- the sunset, like... 45 minutes ago, like after 8 o'clock, and it's... I like that it's getting dark later. I do. But it's getting reused to it that sucks. Because I'm used to being like, I'll just work till dark, and then it's time to go in and make dinner and get stuff ready to go to bed. And now it's like, oh, crap, it's already almost 10. But see, like, for me, it's it's been that, but I've also been... So, like, this is day three of daylight savings that we're into. Day two, whatever. Uh... And, like, I trick my stupid self because I'll be like, it's 11 o'clock, time to go to bed. Ah, really, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> so I can stay up another hour. That ain't going to hurt then, nothing. Then the alarm goes off, and you're like, why? Yeah, and well, then I go, well, technically, it's 6 o'clock. Okay, <laughs> keep recording, keep going. I forgot to turn off my irrigation, and if I don't, I'm going to drown my water balance. All right, I'm going to solo this for a minute. Go, boy, go. I'm going to mess with the camera so when you come back, it looks at you. (laughs) He's really scared of y'all to see him. So, uh, what's up, fellas? YouTube, everybody. Thanks for following me. Um, See, this is why I'm not really that good at the, like, Instagram self-real shit. This is actually, I think he just tricked me into doing it. I kind of suck at talking to just random openness. And here I have, there he is, back to save me. I was about to have actual watermelons. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That's right. If you don't turn it off, they'll explode. <laughs> yeah, I, then I was supposed to turn it off uh, two hours ago, but it's all good. Like I said, time change. <laughs> it was funny. Y'all can't see him, but like I was looking at his face, starting to realize it. I'm like, oh, he's thinking of something real funny to say. And he goes, the time change. Yeah. My, my melons. <laughs> and runs. And I'm like, that's a weird joke he's going for. And then it clicked in. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro taking care of your melons. Congratulations. You finally tricked me into doing practice for a reel where I talk to nobody. and People will eventually see it. How was that? Intimidating. Being, being alone with your thoughts. 
don't like that part. I like <laughs> I like an echo. I, I like something talking to me, not just loose with this running around. Um, so, dude, the basics. What the hell did you do with yourself today? Uh, I woke up, my alarm, got oh. angry. Okay, all right. I was Hit wondering. the snooze. It went off again. Got angrier. Through the phone. Yeah. Finally got up, got going. Had to go uh, help my buddy's farm. Uh, sprayed, sprayed watermelons all day. Fertilizing, herbiciding, a little bit of no herb, No herbicide, fungiciding and... Oh, okay. And a little fertilizer, you know. That's in the name. You know what it does. Yep. Easiest one. And uh, so all, all that all that jazz, so, you know, you, nobody gets diseasy watermelons and got done, came back here, started irrigating my stuff around because it still refuses to rain <laughs> and uh, got sidetracked getting ready for the to record and I probably have a giant mud hole out in the yard, but... It's Probably. It's yeah, I think it was what when I was pulling up. I We pushed cows yesterday, and we got another cowboy and one of his sons helping me. Normally, there's two of them, but that the, the kid's 13, and he's working at, like, a lumber yard or something like that. And like, don't know if I should have said that. <laughs> yeah! It's all right. But, uh, no, man. Uh, you didn't name, name any names or locations, so. Meh. Worst comes to worst, we'll forget to edit it out. Who's but, OSHA? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, he like kids that they're badass kids, and he's a badass. Uh, they came to help me today, but it's funny while we're sitting there pushing cows yesterday, uh, he gets a phone call from his son that works, uh, like works at the lumber yard. He goes, "Hey, Dad, got a question?" Or I, I don't hear what the son's saying on the phone. I'm sitting next to his dad who's on a horse and I'm on a horse and we're both riding together and there's a lot of wind. Like you said, 40 mile an hour winds and very little rain, which sucked. When you, I would rather got soaked unless get a lot of rain. But I hear, I hear you go, what? Boy, what? there's a lot of wind. What are you asking me? Can you keep it? Hell no, you can't keep it. What he's asking his dad is, I found a rat at work. Can I bring it home and keep it and raise it? And he's like, boy, the last thing you can do is bring it home. You either leave it alone or you step on the son of a bitch and go about your day. And the kid was like, oh, right. <laughs> I asked Claudia, like, to be a 13-year-old boy. He goes, he's just screwing with me while I'm working. He, <laughs> he knew my answer. I'm like, dude, you, you rock. Uh, but no, we, we pushed cows yesterday. Today we worked them, brought them to the pens. Worked the calves, like gave them their medicine and did all the stuff we need to do to the cows and all that. Uh, but in the middle of it, we're in the middle of cutting steers um, and you use pocket knife for this. And I got like this really nifty pocket knife because um, I've always sucked at sharpening knives. And if you're watching on YouTube, this is like a handy dandy little like you can push a button and bring this whole blade out and put a new blade in. And it's like surgically sharp or whatever. And it dulls really, really quick. But uh Whenever you're cutting calves, can I not close this thing? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Great advertising. Uh, but no, uh, whenever you're cutting calves, like, it's great. You ain't got sharp enough, nothing. It's just 20 seconds ready to go. Um, and in the middle of doing it, I, like, grab a calf. I got, like, well, I got my leg, what's flipped on its side. I got my hand, my leg, blah, my foot on one of its legs. And, I'm, like, I'm going to do it. And I whip open my knife, first calf too. And I go to like, I knife is in my right hand. My left hand is free. And for some reason, I get the stupid thought of like, grab the leg with your right hand. So as I go to do that, I just kind of stuck the knife inside myself. 
this newly laser cut blade that's ultra sharp that hasn't cut anything. Dude, when I say it's stuck in my hand, not like a movie, like you can't get it out, but like I felt the left, the weight of the knife lift from like my right hand. And uh, like, as soon as that happened, went, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Like I think it did. And I just look and blood's just <laughs> shooting off my hand. And I'm like, all right, that's one calf down, 19 more to go. <laughs> Great. Uh, I was like, well, last time I helped you, the first thing I did was put a put a needle in my hand. Oh, right yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, and that, that happened to Claddy, and uh, I, I told him, I don't know what's worse. Even a deep knife stab, which this sucks. Where you stab the bone in your finger? Dude, a needle sharp is just, ow. Yeah. Uh, it hurts for days. And these aren't like little needles like you get a shot at the doctor needles. No. These they're... are like big you're giving a cow injection. Yeah, and like, dude, when you mess up and you go, because like, there's a machine called a head catcher that like holds the cow still, but not perfectly still. Like, it's almost like, imagine a dude. It's containing them. It's contained. That's a great way to put it. It's con- And so like, while you're going and you got to like pull their skin, just a little, like a little pinch, just like the doctor kind of does to us to put the needle in there. But then they like buck. Or they ram forward as hard as they can or back. And it's only, maybe they can only move five inches in every direction. That five inches is so hard and so strong that when it goes wrong, it's just a thousand pounds of needle ramming into your finger, into the bone. And it hurts. Anyways, we're bitching about our job. Maybe we shouldn't do that too much. But it was, it was a neat day. It was, we had like a lot of hiccups, but nothing like devastating. It's, it's not anything like what you see on Yellowstone. No, and you know what? Like I talk to people that when they find out what I do, they're like, "I bet you're just like that guy in Yellowstone." And I go, "Probably he, not." No, he's rich. Yeah, yeah, or or something like I'm. It's written by Hollywood people. I I don't know. I had I had certain people try turning me on to that show, like family some members. Of it, some of it's good, but a lot of it is. I have not. I watched the first like minute of the first episode. Where I don't know if you've seen it. It starts off with like. You see a horse. Oh, he shoots the horse. He shoots the horse that he's in a wreck with because some logging company just came by or something like that. And there's like probably some accurate stuff in that show, but if I, I'm certain it's like one of those. If I watched it, I'd just get pissed off at it. Um, just like most westerns and stuff about ranching, except Appaloosa. Oh, no, here, here we go again. Yeah, dude, billiard balls, <laughs> dude. It's so good. And so just when I watch it, I'm like, that's ex- uh. What is it like the uh well, I've talked about the gunfight where they're like nobody misses, but like there's this there's this other part where they're riding up on a ridge and there's a an enemy from the enemy cow camp or whatever, he's a spy looking over them. Like while he's up on the ridge looking down at their camp. And Virgil Cole's just like, Let's ride up there and see what he's up to. And they ride up there and like they, they go up and say, Hey, what are you doing here? I'm just sitting here minding my own business. They go, Oh, really? Uh who sent you? He goes, I sent myself and it's like two, the guy says two sentences and the, the sheriff who's probably like done shitty stuff too. is just like, uh, no, right, I'm gonna pull out my pistol and knock your teeth out. Like we're not even, th- this isn't going nowhere. We're not doing a run around. Your teeth are on the floor. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I've never seen anybody get their teeth knocked out, but it's, you would see, <laughs> you, you know, there was a boy that, that moved to our town. You remember Chris Reeves? Uh, Jewish I- Superman. Yeah, kind of a little bit, but he, he was—he's fast now. He—he he was a hell of a human being. 
Uh, like type, I remember when he he moved here from Port Charlotte. He died in from, a car wreck. Yeah, he died in a car wreck. Okay. He had red hair, a little yeah. chunky. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember him. Always a uh, life. I didn't really know him. I knew of him or right. in passing. Always life of the party. Uh, I remember when he came here from uh, Port Charlotte, kind of like a coastal, bigger city nearby. Not a huge city, but they had them all. That's what we would known them for. We ain't got one of them. Never or did. Or a movie theater. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, that's where. That's we where we go to see the moving pictures. That's where we'd go to get things. anything that wasn't from Walmart. Yeah, pretty much. You could go to Port Charlotte and get it. Uh, but he moved here from there, and uh, it's funny. Like when he moved here in middle school, because he graduated with me. And, uh, like we had, he started out as like one of those hardcore atheists, like, no, man, Christianity's dumb. Like all this belief in God, like which God's right. Then it's, I remember like by the time we got in 10th grade, he was like really into Judaism. And he's like, dude, I've been reading the old Testament and it all makes sense. And every time I'm like, rock on you, you're fun guy to hang out with. I don't really care about your beliefs. You're just fun. Uh, then like later on, I think he became like, not like, uh, Church did he going have Christian. Like the little red ringlets and the, and the like no, little hat. No, but he did have a Star of David necklace. Now who knows? Maybe he was just screwing with everybody. But something, something I appreciated about him. I guess this is like a humble brag on our on our town. But he's like, you know, when I'm from Port Charlotte, like people talk shit. Here's what I mean by people talk shit. Like two two big guys will like start yelling at each other and talking smack and get like up in each other's faces. And they just don't stop doing that. And he goes, and then like rarely someone will like get hit. He goes, people around here just fight you. <laughs> it's just like, like there is none of this. Like, oh, you're talking like that. All right. Time to, I guess we just got to start beating shit at each other. And for better and worse. That's, that's what we grew up around. We just go ahead and get it over with. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it's neat. Like, we grew up in the southern version of that, uh, specifically like southern southwest Florida. But, you know, like from what little I've seen about England, there's like a lot of queefs in the city. But then you go out to like the smaller towns and they have like bare, like bare knuckle boxing is like a prideful thing around there. And it's like that's their version of that. You, you go to backwater Tehran or whatever Middle Eastern country. They don't even need mouth guards over yeah. there. Have you ever seen that thing in South America where uh, they're, they're like religious passage? might be in Venezuela. It's like a real native-y native tribe. Uh, but like it's... They dive off the, the tower with the vines around their legs? No, that's in Africa. Oh. I think. I think. I don't know. I'm being super racist right now. It could be both. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many of that was racist. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it. Tomato, tomato, South America, Africa. They're kind of the same shape. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they connected. They're saying with Pangea, they were connected. They're saying with Pangea, he said with quotation marks. But no, uh, they, they, like, once a year... They have this big festival. I think it's the equivalent to like a state in, in Venezuela. And the part of the festival is everybody gets really drunk and puts so on. So every festival in <laughs> it's not everywhere. Just, well, they put on like these, if I'm remembering it right, they put on like these boxing gloves, but they're not boxing gloves. They make your hands like heavier and harder. Like it's, it's like the opposite of nerfing your hit. It's like intensifying it. So they're just using loaded gloves. Pretty much. And they, like, whoever you've had a problem with that year, 
that's the day to get it all out. Oh, it's like a little purge. Everybody in the town just gets together and just kind of takes turns beating shit out of each other and having so, to go so of it. So the person who ever got their ass beat the most is just like the biggest asshole in the town. But he's kind of the biggest badass too. Yeah. I mean, what what if you go around being an asshole looking for it? Looking for a fight. But then and if you win every fight, then that, that just makes you king? I don't know. Because then, then, then you've just like, I can do whatever I want and you can't stop me. I need to brush up on my South American intercontinental politics, uh, but intercontinental? No, I, I fucked that up. I tried sounding good. It, it went terribly wrong. Um, foreign, foreign relations. There you go. We'll go with that. Um, Speaking of foreign relations, so I know I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Or I think I did. I know we meant to. Did we chat about the uh, damn Mexican drug cartel uh, bringing back the hostages? Uh, no, but I saw where they sent them with a note. Oh, or dude. Yeah, so like some... Um, so here's the thing. Some Americans got kidnapped in Mexico, and I'm pretty sure they were killed. Uh, I'm going to say what I know about this first, then I'm going to elaborate on a little bit of speculation. What I know is Americans got kidnapped, pretty sure they were killed, uh, in Mexico. Since then, I've seen clips of like Republican uh, senators and not, maybe not senators, definitely some representatives going like, now's the time to get the military, invade Mexico, kills Mexicans. Cartels, but wait more. Where's Blackjack Pershing when you need him? Oh, dude, seriously. Um, but um, <laughs> Alamo times two. Uh, but no, he, uh, so like that happened. And I guess what seemingly happened, well, after this, what I know happened, the cartel dropped off at the American border five of their gang members, I think it was five of them, tied up with a note that pretty much said, like, hey, listen, Americans, uh, this was like a part of our gang that did this on their own without our blessing, and uh, y'all can do with them whatever you want. We have no ties to them. We did not order them to kidnap Americans, and yet they will suffer the consequences for it. Let the families know we will do whatever it takes to repay this cost. And like, suppose like, so my now kingpin, so to be a kingpin. (laughs) I want my Mexican state. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I want in, I want to cut. But like, but so, all right, that's what I know. My mom was telling me like, suppose that she watches a ton of Fox news. So take this with that lens on it. Uh, that, well, all right, take this with that lens on it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Fox news was talking about how, the cartel like bought like really extravagant coffins, like just as like a like, hey, our bad, <laughs> like as like as a start and the and they're dead. But look how good they look. Like I mean, it's <laughs> that. But and don't get me wrong, this coffins I, to die for. I I don't like legitimately think the cartels give a shit like ethically if Americans die at their Mexican American whoever gets in the way of money, I'm killing them. Uh, However, it's totally in, like, their own self-interest to, like, we don't want the military invading us. My, my thought was, they're like, what better way to get rid of a rival gang than have the Americans execute them? Hold your horses. Don't, <laughs> That's don't, my thought. Don't skip ahead in this story, Merce. <laughs> we'll get to that. Because, you know, those guys are like, no, I swear <laughs> we have- <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so 
what I think, like just just from the facts on the ground, what occurs to me is like the car. This probably was like a splinter cell of the cartel with like their own half baked, let's kidnap some Americans for ransom idea. And the main cartel is like the last thing that we want. The biggest threat to our power is giving the world's largest military that has ever existed, that's in the middle of a recession and looking to spend money, a reason to come into Mexico and take our power from us. Is there us. oil in Mexico? There is in Texas. In Texas. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, that's on the way. I mean, like, yeah. Is that like the oil pit stop on the way to the oil holy land? <laughs> Have we been in the wrong desert region this whole time? <laughs> no. Uh, there's parts of Mexico that are actually really pretty. But then anyways, some, aside from that, uh, that's what, like, I think happened behind that. Like, the cartel's like, hey, to, like, a sign of good faith, it's a good investment now to blow as much money as we can appeasing the Americans' appetite for what this happened so we don't have a big wolf howling at our door. If we like our power, we want to keep it. Very, it, it, makes, it makes sense that way. However, there is, like, me and my mom chat about this. I brought up something, and I had to Google it to make sure my memory was working right. And I'll tell you all the official story first. So this was, like, back in the 90s uh, when the drug, I think it was the early 90s, and back then, I verified this with multiple Mexicans I've worked with. There was drug cartels back then, and they would like kill people, but it'd be like kind of like stuff familiar with like South Central LA or stuff, like drive-bys, just kill them, just shoot them. That was like it. Maybe a stabbing, maybe a regular, maybe a r- ransom kidnapping once in a blue moon. You yeah, know. some classy. Yeah, understandable stuff. Highbrow. But the United States uh, got involved. And they said, hey, we're going to train a special task force of Mexican police that we pick out and will answer to us. And again, this is the official story. This is what I like Googled earlier today. Didn't, didn't we send a whole bunch of guns down there, too? Oh, no, that's later. That's wow. later. We're not even to that part yet. Hmm. Hold your horses. That, this actually kind of makes that make a little more, more sense. Ah, so yay. Get, get ready for more black pills, everybody. Uh, so Pills of color. All right. <laughs> Red, I guess, except the white one. <laughs> but no, so we like get these handpicked Mexican agents to uh, our government does to go down there. And the mission is they're going to kill the drug cartel kingpins. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember if it's all the drug cartel kingpins or this one big one in particular. But get rid of that bad gang, right? That's a good thing. That solves the problem. No more cartels making drugs and selling them to Americans. So they send the special task force down there. They infiltrate uh, they, uh, they infiltrate the cartel. They kill the leader. And then they just kind of have a change of heart. And they go, hey, instead of like killing the cartel, and again, this is, uh, let me be serious for a minute. The official story is like they went down there, they took out the cartel, and then started running the cartel. Like, hey, this is kind of a sweet gig. That's kind of the story. Is like they were like, oh, well, this, you know, there's so much money you can't turn away from it. This is our new job. Get we were in. It's from that moment onward, it goes from 100% what I would do. It, it, from that moment onward, it goes from putting just shooting people to kidnapping their whole family and lighting them on fire in a barrel to videotaping beheadings and putting them on the internet. To, it's not very friendly for climate change. No, not at all. A bunch of carbon emissions when you start a chainsaw. Oh, right. <laughs> but <laughs> no, so like all of this, and I, 
anecdotally, admittedly, yes. But I've had a large sample size of Mexicans from Mexico to ask about this. Uh, they're like, yeah, the 90s, that's like when it starts cranking up to what we know of the cartel today. And now here's the thing. Yeah, I remember hearing about it when I was a kid, really. No, I mean, you heard it like there was a problem with like Mexicans coming over if or you like, asked a lot of rednecks. Stuff, or, like, the yeah. Minor, but yeah, I never really heard the cartel or no. never being like basically like, the mafia style. It is. I now. would hear someone bought some Mexican weed. Yeah. Or like that was like, but it was like when we were getting to teenage years, it was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, but anyways, so here's my, then later on there, you just brought up a good thing just a minute ago. Y'all would hear about the uh, Fast and Furious I couldn't remember the yeah. name. Fast and Furious under okay. Barack Obama in the Department of Justice under, was that Eric Holder? If I just got all them names right, I'm pulling them up from like 10 years ago. That's a long drive. Good good for Bandit. Uh, but no, so I know for a fact it was Obama's Department of Justice got caught smuggling weapons into Mexico because they were supposedly going to give them to the cartel and then trace where they're used in crimes to catch the cartel doing the crimes with the guns they were supplied. I was like, ah! That makes so much sense. What makes a lot more sense is you're just giving guns to the Mexican cartels. I want I want a gun. But now let me let me make all these different stars kind of line up the right way. Not, not, not to cut you off before you get there, but didn't they actually catch one of those guns and killed an American in Texas or something? I, I'm pretty sure. I'm I pretty sure there was a, like a big flag, like one of the guns was like back in the United States and actually been like used in a murder. By the way, we're wrong about any of this. Please Google it and correct our ass and send it to me. We'll bring or you up. Or don't and just take it at face value like everybody Dude, else does in yeah, like don't, the news. Don't research shit. Trust the experts. Yeah. It We're the experts. Yeah, if it's on the internet, it wouldn't it wouldn't be true. Yeah, or of course. Be. Anyways, back cartels. Um, So they, uh, like how all these like random different things, I mean, it seems like just pure chaos. Just shit going wrong after shit going wrong. But here's the lens I kind of look at it to help me kind of line it up more. If I was, let's say, a nameless agency that just uh, was after, like, power in different areas, a really good way to do it in Mexico would be to, like, train a special task force to take over the drug cartels for you. So we was calling like the cool, irrelevant agency. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just, do, you know, make up some acronym or go along with it. But basically, that's my belief, is that it wasn't an accident or just a change of heart these agents had taking over the cartels. I believe that was the direct intention of training these sons of bitches. Send them in there, take over the cartels, take over the supply chain of all the drugs, not only controlling Mexico through ungodly violence... Well, I mean, we were basically doing it in Central America already. Yeah. And Mexico yeah. was just the middleman at that point. We've done it like in so, like we've admittedly done color revol- color-coded revolutions. They just look a little different. They're normally political. But with this, we just had a place that we didn't have to take advantage of the politics, just do it with raw firepower. And, and think about this. That to all like my conservative red-pilled friends that freak out about the border... And have some legitimate gripes when it comes to like some of the stuff at the border. Uh, I really believe at, I'm not even going to say at worst, but based on how our foreign policy, the, the United States federal government's foreign policy goes in other countries and how it does regime change, 
on a whim. In our lifetime, there's had to have been over eight of them. I mean, but most of them, most people don't even know about. Uh, it'd just be that easy. You just take over the cartel with your agents that you control. They can send that well, you know, it's almost like bombing a country. You're going to have refugees fleeing the war zone coming to our country. Uh, however you feel about that. I don't care. It's just the effect of it. And what a convenient problem this has made for people talking about you and your power over them. Because I really think, I really think so much of, not all of our problems, not, not every damn problem you run into, but I think there are, there's at least one or two. Let me put it that way. I'm pretty damn certain there's at least one or two artificially created problems. Some of them are in the private market. Some of them are in the public, like, sphere of the, uh, the government, pretty much. But when you have, like, a series of events that coincide with, this prob with the fallout of this problem happening, that just seems to make more sense to me than just the CIA just fumbling around in there and, oops, we lost the ball, and now we... There's so many reasons we can't do anything about it, but we'll let it happen. And, you know, like drugs coming across the border and everything. You know, the hell, the fentanyl crisis. I mean, like. What does is, what is fentanyl, like, actually do? As a, I know we talked about drugs big last time, but from what I've gathered, if, like, you can get, like, a little bit on you or you, like, basically OD or, like, like I've seen where cops touch it and they're, like, having to be narcan Why? Why would you even want to touch that? I don't know. But then people use it. It's I guess opioid. I, I don't even think if it is an opioid, it's super strong. I know. I don't know, but I'm pretty I mean, sure like heroin my mom isn't was like, like that. Cancer right, real bad. Like that was like some of the last pain pills and stuff she was on. I had like you wear gloves. Like oh really? I don't even like know like no. So I said the fact that somebody's like yes, let's like have some of that. Just no. Uh. Yeah, why would you? Why? Because I, I can understand why it, like, it was like people were like dying because it was laced, and so I, people were like, okay, so it's like they're poisoning people with it. But now people are like, you he, see, you're just on it. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know. What a very convenient population control. Yeah, I, I just looked up again and, right after some of the. And again, before like people say I'm too crazy on that, during Prohibition. The government killed more people by poisoning booze than people died of their own booze-drinking volition. Yeah. Like, they've... And I've, I hear the excuse of, well, that was back then, and times are different now. When it's like, are, when, when did the government, like, recognize, like, hey, we did this really bad shit, and we arrested the people responsible or at least fired them? It's never happened. We killed a sitting U.S. president, and we still won't give you the files. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Everyone that did it is dead. Hey, all right. So, I, hey, there is one, like, bandit, my bad correction. I listened to the last episode, like, the narcissist I am. And I just, like, totally rolled over Merce whenever we were talking about January 6th. Speaking of feds infiltrating shit, uh, Merce was like, yeah, there's, in, in the middle of the episode, Merce goes, yeah, there's, like, video of them changing outfits, and I just railroaded right over what he was saying. But no, dude, I watched a little bit of it on Jimmy Dore on the way here. Thank 
God for these things we're recording on right now. Because, like, dude, there's so much video. There's so much video of people, not only people doing extremely suspicious shit at the Capitol, like the one video Jimmy Dore showed, it's a guy all blacked out. And tell me if you remember me talking about this a year ago with the BLM riots. Maybe. But a guy all blacked out, sunglasses, yeah, balakava. Going, going in there trying to start and tear stuff down. Yeah, no, I do. Knock a couple of windows this is in. the time you kept calling me on the phone to go on these like rants, and I was finally like, I have the microphone. Oh, yeah, side note, but, happy like one year anniversary, because I think one of my first rants was how much I hate daylight savings and how much money it wastes. Yeah, we've uh, like I said, I'm not sure on the exact date. I we might have not released that. We got drunk. I got drunk one time and tried to record it, and I was like, this is no, bad. There, there, there's an episode, and there's lots of content that will never be released. Never. Unless you cross me. <laughs> True. He's got a lot. To t- when we you, end this, he just keeps the recording. You can mo- never run for office. <laughs> no. No, well, no, you can. Not you without can a good never- running mate. <laughs> Yeah, you can just never cross me and <laughs> run for office. Touche. Please nobody hack his computer. <laughs> no, I, I really wish I wish I had some good stuff, but I don't. Lies. That's what I would say. But no, all right, January 6th. Yeah, uh, watching this on Jimmy Dore, uh, there's, so at, at the Capitol, and like a guy's recording this on his phone, he's standing right outside the building, and there's a guy in black sunglasses, black uh, ball, like totally just blacked out where you cannot identify him. And he is taking a crowbar and smashing open the window and, like, pulling all the stuff down. And he turns to the guy who's holding the, the phone and recording him, and he goes, hey, why don't you join in with me? And the guy holding the phone goes, nope, nope, I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm, I'm cleaning up trash. And is picking up the trash. The guy dressed all black is smashing. And so the guy does that, like, for another 30 seconds. He backs up. And he turns around and sees another stranger walking with a flag. Looks like a Trumper. Just all Trumped, you know, MAGA, big American flag, yada, yada. And he, the, the guy dressed in black who just broke the window goes up to him and shoves him and goes, why'd you just break that window? And the guy goes, I didn't touch. And he looks at him like the guy holding the flag just looks at him and goes, I don't want no part of this. And just starts backing away and goes, I'm not doing any of it. Like, I think he's... Yeah. He's catching on to what's going on, and dude, all right. There's Ted, so much of it, like the the guy with the the rebel flag in the Congress. That, but you can tell it was just just unfolded out of the package. I think I saw you that picture. You can still picture. see the perfect folds, like all in it. I was like, yeah, that dude just happened to just whip that out the last second, yeah. just for the and, photo op. Nobody around him at all. There's there's cameras set up, and he's perfectly waving. Dude, uh, and another one is, I got his name right, by the way, a couple. It pisses me off when I find out, like, I'll, I'll say something on the show, and I'll be like, ah, never mind, you know, I might be thinking this wrongly. Then I'll Google it afterwards. I'm like, I was absolutely right. Why'd I ever doubt myself? Mark that time but frame. Why'd I ever doubt myself? Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes it's for the best. That'll be good. No, you need to play that for me in the future when things go wrong. So, uh... No, so Ray Epps, like, is this big bombastic guy in every crowd that he's videotaped in for, like, two... They call him Mr. Bombastic. Totally fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, he's he's wearing a MAGA hat, and he's, like, dressed like a Trumper, and every time this guy is videotaped... I've seen, like, four or five different videos of the guy in different places going, like, when we get up there, we're going to go inside and show these congressmen what we mean, and we're going to raid the Capitol. 
And dude, the Trumpers, and I'll say this, they're very smart Trumpers. There's a lot of very smart Trumpers. Not all Trumpers are smart. If there's some reactionaries, they might be in a Trump crowd. Sure, let's just call them like we see them. God bless you, boys. I love you. If you're wondering which one's the dumb one, it's you. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much, pretty much. But like some some hotheads that'd be like, yeah, let's. But dude, everybody around this guy just starts going, shut the hell up. You're a fed. Like they're calling him out. Direct. I've seen some other stuff where there's like a group of them, mm-hmm. and they do look like straight cops or something sitting there, and mm-hmm. people start calling them out because they're not. I know of, what you're talking. The yeah. guys in sunglasses. Yeah. All right. That was at a libertarian rally. Okay. Which I'm like, hey, maybe they're ex- we're actually a threat now. <laughs> You're sending feds after us. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Trumpers. Uh, Rayups. So, all right. If you would have asked me my opinion of the senator from Texas, Ted Cruz, like 24 hours ago, I said, like, dude... He does some good things, but he's a wolf in sheep's clothing Republican. He's a yada yada. He says some nice, nice things, but that that's as far as it goes with him. I'd have been wrong, son of a bitch, because I listen. Have you listened to him interrogate the FBI over January sixth? Uh, maybe. Dude, this was I. I listen, and dude, if this was, if this was, uh, uh Ilhan Omar or. Kamala Harris, like, grilling a right-wing FBI, it would be just as good. But it's just so... So, Ted Cruz starts out going, like... And they're, they're like, got an FBI person, a agent or whatever, who's in front of them. And he goes, tell me, were there any uh, federal operatives under the, under the authority of the FBI or the CIA who were implanted in the January 6th uh, rally crowd? And the lady just goes... We cannot answer that at this time due to national security. I don't think I saw that. I remember you told me about that yeah. at some point. But and Dude, and it's like, so he starts there. He goes, can you tell me if any FBI assets or CIA assets engaged in violent behavior on January so 6th? So what you're saying is the CIA or the FBI might have been involved in a government coup. Yes. When, when has that ever happened yeah. before? Dude, what the, like the cherry on top, and I'll hand it to old Cruz. He goes... Can you tell us if Ray Epps is a uh, informant or a uh, if he works under the authority of the FBI or the CIA? We cannot answer that. Da 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 da. And it's like, dude, if you look up left left leaning uh, publications that you know are like January sixth was the worst thing ever. Color by beat. number. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> find, find this hidden image. Those things. <laughs> um, but uh, if you like look at them when they talk about Ray Epps, he's like, dude, he, he does interviews with left wing magazines. He's like, oh, I was a hardcore Trumper, but I've changed my ways. And, you know, I was just hypnotized by Trump. So it's like, dude, he's a fed. He's t- and, you know, the FBI could have either said no or anything other than no is a yes. Like, it's, I still think the more terrifying, terrifying part is, you know, because CIA technically should be working for the government or you're part of the government is straight up telling the government, no, you, Dude, you can't, you, you're not privy to that information. Trump, so then who the hell do they answer to? And that's, that's the thing I'm really split 50 50 on. And I don't know what is scarier. 
if there is some deep cabal that's a mix of the Rockefellers and Bush family and yacht, you know, pick pick whatever group conspiracy you want. If it's one of them, it's the Kardashians. There's no way they they can be that famous for just. You might be onto something. That's that's just as valid as a lot of them. <laughs> I'll give you that. But no, like, what's an almost even scarier thought to me? And the longer it goes on, the longer the the more I kind of think this. What if there isn't? And what if it's just a runaway train? And it's just a machine. I mean, you think you, no one's. It's just positions that keep getting filled. My, my brain just started playing the Soul Asylum song, Runaway Train. Never <laughs> and I, I just completely just like went to a whole different. No, no, no worries. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're the one that does drugs. Uh, but no, so like, you know, if you, how can I put this in a, in a different. If you, if you show up to a pig farm and you're, you, you, let's say you work there and your job is to, I don't know, give the pigs a shot. That's your job all the time. That's what you do. The guy before you gave pig shots, the guy after you is going to give pig shots. You're there to fill a role, right? The only thing that's probably going to occupy your mind as far as giving pig shots is I got to give these pig shots. If there, is there a better way to give these pig shots, a cheaper way, uh, you know, a couple up uh, when it pertains to the job, it's going to be along those, right? So like and, and shoot the dog. So I'm saying, like, if you show up to the Pentagon and you're like, I don't know, a freaking general, and the guy before you, his job was to protect America at all costs. The guy after you is to protect America at all costs. And you're there, and you're like, Well, my job is to protect America at all costs. So if that means in order to protect America, I gotta like uh, mute the voice of half of the dissenting population. I mean, that's protecting America. Like that's, it's not even a grand cabal. It's just a. I can never do that because my mind would just be like, "Oh, the dissenting population's Americans." And we're back. I slapped the mic cord again. I do that from time to time. But no, so yeah, so like you're a good American. You wouldn't do that to other Americans, but like you've grown up. Yeah, then you treat them like, like angry toddlers. You just let them fight each other and get it over with. Yeah, but you grew up like You dress outside. one in gray, you dress one in blue, and let them go at it. But I mean, you got to think about it like for a lot of, and I'm not just talking about Pentagon officials. I'm talking about bankers. I'm talking about like their, their goal is to make more profit at all costs. And they've learned that if you make super risky takes and you lose your ass the government will bail you out so thus you can take even riskier where i just i just i've just heard the word bailout thrown around a lot these last couple days yeah too yeah i mean that's pretty right on but i mean it's it's all the same like it's not even a cabal guiding it it's just a self-perpetuating machine of horror (laughs) like how do you even Fix that if that's the case. I mean, like, for God's sakes, I know I've talked about it. Like, there was the time Trump was like, we're getting all of our troops out of Syria. And then on CNN, like, they're talking to a general, like, hey, are you actually getting the troops out of Syria? And he's like, no, don't listen to him. Well, (laughs) yeah, that was like the one general later that was saying that he he was in talks with China or he was going to notify China if anything happened, like... before. So it's all just, like, talking heads and just... And these people have climbed the ladder to get to the very top and the very top is like, if you're a weapons manufacturing company, Hey baby, bottom line is the guy before you made a profit. Say something I don't know anything about. So like I'm a military from what I've gathered as as an outsider looking in from social media, what people read and say, you know, like regarding, you know, like officers or, you know, things like that. It seems like the incompetent ones seem to climb the ranks because they're good at playing the game 
yes. what it needs to do, but they're actually not very good. Not all of them. Some of them aren't good leaders or yeah, because they're all like I've heard of, that something similar from a lot of vets, and no. that's the same thing. I think a lot of employers and things like that yeah. is, is where leadership qualities happen. So it's if you, yeah, if you have all, so if you have a way for all of that to work towards the top. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of terrifying. And, and I'm sure there's exceptions. Like I'm sure there are people in some of the top brass that are like Amazing. awesome badass yeah, sons of bitches. I'm not, right? I'm not trying to put anybody no. down. I'm just saying the way the, the system works, it, the one person, it seems to reward yes men. Is it Douglas MacArthur was like a World War II guy? Well, I'm, I'm yeah, thinking, I'm not thinking of him. World War, there, World War II had a corn cob pipe. I know there's yeah yeah that's that's him. I knew that name didn't fit. There is like a modern general. He's not a general anymore. He's retired. Westmoreland. I don't. I'm getting. I know more about what he talks about, but he seems like a genuine. He seems like a common sense person. He's one of the only generals I've heard that's like no no no. no. This is retarded. What we're doing with Ukraine and Russia. Like this is provoking a war. This was retarded. What we did in the Middle East. This was like he's like from a military standpoint. From a I like, I, I like MacArthur's like viewpoint on things, but his making is, a nuclear belt around Korea. Because yeah, <laughs> it's like that's the only way. It's like we got to stop it, or you're just never going to end it. Have you met Chinese people? They <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> like, it's never going to end. It's, the radiation is just going to slow them down. <laughs> like, it's just mud for these people. <laughs> like, they just crawl through it and throw in another generation over it. <laughs> I was racist for the South American comment. That's what I was racist about. My bad, everybody. <laughs> uh, At least it wasn't me tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Good, solid point. I'll take one for the team. Um, but, so, yeah, that was... This is like an extra show, and I didn't even mean to go super conspiratorial. These extra shows, literally, I had three things written down before the show, and, like, as we were hitting record, I kind of put some more down. Uh, but... One other thing that really was squirreling around in my mind. You know what's such a, for lack of a less vulgar term, what's a mind fuck that like none of us really appreciate, I think? So on the way here, I was listening to manly music like I always do. Uh, 99 Red Balloons. Have you ever heard the song? The 99 Love uh, Balloons. Yeah, yeah. You know what the song's about, right? I feel like once you tell me, it'll clear. I've heard this before, and yeah. I've gone You know, it's like it. a super bubblegum song. Yeah, but it's about, like, Armageddon. Nuclear War. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They release 99 red balloons, and it sets off a radar, and everyone starts launching nukes. Yeah, yeah. So. New something. One morbid. of the best songs ever. Best songs ever. Uh, just for that fact. It's so bubblegum poppy, and it's about that. Like, mm, chef's kiss. Uh, so, what I was thinking about on the way here, something we never appreciate... All right, I've talked some shit against the boomers. This is like something I really appreciate about them. They grew up throughout the Cold War, like in the height of it. Like they did duck and cover drills. Yeah, they thought hiding under a desk would save them. From an atom bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Like they... I've always wondered that's why our high school is built the way it is. I I mean, it's like, dude, like we grew up around... Good chance doesn't protect that much from a hurricane. We found out. Well, no, but, but you know, it's sloped up to half of its underground, yeah. half of its built into the ground. So if you braced against the walls, the blast would be probably just take the dirt with it. But yeah, I mean, still, yeah, yeah. But that was my <laughs> here's for hoping. <laughs> Keep everybody nice and calm before we die. Uh, but no, so like, not only that, like, that's just one bit of it. But I mean, like, dude, you had all right, hang on, side note, McCarthy was right about a good chunk of stuff. But the 
extent of the Red Scare of like, is that person questioning the flag of allegiance? Probably a Russian communist. Like, you know, there were like spies and stuff like that too. But you are surrounded. Your every waking moment, which just now we're starting to really appreciate, your every every waking moment is the whole world could be ash because of retards in Moscow and retards in Washington, D.C. That's why they had three-wheelers, drank and drove, and had mullets. Yeah, they got their minds off that shit yeah, they lived quite in, a bit. they lived in the moment. Yes. <laughs> any, any second now, it could be over. But you grow up throughout that. I mean, like, dude, you know, I used the analogy before about the general that says the Soviet Union is going to last, like, another thousand years, and it's, like, the literally the next day the Berlin Wall is falling. If, but, if it does come back, wouldn't it be the Soviet Reunion? Ah, <laughs> make it into an 80s show that they're bringing back. <laughs> now with Gorbachev. But, <laughs> but no, uh, so, like, but dude, it wasn't just that general. I bet if you took a time machine and went back to, like, 19... Let, you know, screw the 60s. You go back to 1982 and go, how much longer is this Cold War lasting? Dude, I bet, like, everybody's, like, forever. <laughs> until I'm dead. Yeah. Probably even until... Well, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just going to be a standoff it, until, the, it's until either, the war. It's either nukes go off or it, the Cold War keeps happening. Like, yeah. that's the way the world is from here on out. Because that's all... Our, I slapped the mic again, but I hope I didn't unplug anything. No. I'm expressive with my <laughs> hands. But, so, like, that's your every waking moment. And then you wake up one day to, on Christmas. You wake up on Christmas... And you turn on the news after y'all are done opening presents, and the wall is being torn down. This whole this thing that most government activity has centered around the past fifty years is over. It's gone, and seemingly the good guys won. Like what a you know that's like when you get the kick ass nineties. Hey, the nineties were kick ass. I'm from there. It was a fun time. Uh, yeah, but I'm, do you think it was fun because we didn't? We were too young. Yeah, it's re- a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was AIDS, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> but to us, dude, it was awesome. Uh, we were still going outside, but we were being introduced to this thing called the internet that we could slowly download porn on. Yeah, I like. I'm pretty content with where I like. Would I like to live it a hundred years ago, simpler times, nope. like the ranchy thing? Nope. Yes and no, but nope. <laughs> I think I'm content with what I am because I can remember like before the internet yeah. and I've watched it evolve. Yeah. I think our generation is going to be something similar to like our great, great grandparents that like saw electricity coming to their town for the first time. Yeah. Uh, where that's going to be like, we remember getting our first modem. And that was the f- <laughs> you would you would call somebody and it would sound like robots falling down. Sure, Grandpa, take your pills. <laughs> you get angry that the phone rang because uh, now it's gonna take you another nineteen hours and, to download your one email. Dude, that Kazaa download took so long, or LimeWire, or whatever. Many, many a computer but, just slaughtered due to LimeWire. But like, dude, back to the boomers, uh, the you know they grew up their whole life. I mean, if you didn't trust the government, at least the American government, I mean, there was consequences. And <laughs> thank you, Merce, for the cue card that you used last week. <laughs> I just saw him starting to flip through papers, and I was like, what mystic magic of yesteryear is he about to bring forward? 50-minute mark, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, co-producer. 
a little bit of inside baseball for everybody. Anybody wants to donate ink pins to the show? Yeah. We, we have a cash app on the Twitter because I'm having to reuse stuff. If y'all want to keep hearing me click a pin. Please do get some that don't click. I can't take them away. I Ball can't hide point them. clicks. <laughs> it helps me think, damn it. There's somebody that's driving down the road. And like adjusting, They think there's something wrong with their speakers. And it's just you just will not leave a pen alone. It's somebody with an autistic tick that every time they hear it, they just scream. Yeah. <laughs> Machine gun. Um, but no. Uh, that's an assaulting pen. Yeah, nowadays. Um, hey, do you ever hear the story about how a shoestring became a machine gun? No. According to the ATF. Oh. Dude, I saw this meme, and I thought it was a joke. There's this great, uh, damn, if YouTube hasn't struck him down. What was Officer Bezelman? It was a... Faux pas. It was a lawyer that made like a cartoon that would make fun of the ATF. And he talked about all the regulations they passed and everything they consider a machine gun. And within their definition, it's like anything that engages in multiple firings of a bullet while one trigger is held. And a guy pretty much made a rubber band machine gun that you could hold the trigger down on, but use like shoelaces for. Or, no, no, no. He took a shoelace and put it into a gun to make it like, and it only shot two rounds before like the shoelace gave away. But he goes, technically, is this a machine gun? And they're like, yes, the shoelace classifies as a machine gun. If the shoelace fits. <laughs> Wear it. <laughs> Actually, don't. You go to prison. Um, yeah, I saw the thing now, like with the pistol braces, if you have a pistol brace on a a rifle that's a certain length. It's 10 years in jail if you're caught. No ifs, ands, or buts. Hello, fellow felonists. Yeah, people. but apparently it's they're talking about it's going to go to court and then be struck down because ATF just imposed it. But people are like, yeah, there's going to be people over the next couple of years until they're struck down that are just going to be collateral damage. That's how the government works. And those collateral damage people whose lives will be ruined for owning a firearm that was legal the other day but became legal, illegal, and in the future will be made legal. When they go to prison, they will never be let out early because it's made legal. That's like the people still in California locked up for weed. After after the president supposedly set them free? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, no, 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 no. There's a genius to that. Again, echoing Dave Smith. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so when he did that, he released everybody who was arrested for marijuana possession on a federal level. Oh, but the states didn't. I don't know. Hang on. Hang on. When the federal government goes after drugs, do you think they go after possession or after dealers? Ah. There's like literally hardly anybody locked up for possession on a federal level. States. States arrest you for yeah. possession. But no, the federal government, it's... it's uh, so it's like, basically, we can say this and sign this and let three people go, but it sounds good on paper. It sounds good on paper, yeah, because I was tough on crime Biden, Biden back in the day, uh, which we've gotten into tough on crime before. Damn it, I had a fun thought. It left me. That happens. Uh, shit, Marsh, we're getting close to the hour. We've been cutting it late. I worked cows today. I got to work cows tomorrow. And then you're helping me the day after, maybe. Yay. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll bring y'all some more. I'll try to drag my ass over here when I'm done with cows. And I'm going to go shower. I smell like cow shit. I was going to say anything. I think you got like dirt on your face. But... Do I? 
<laughs> yeah, but it's fine. I knew I had a dirty shirt, but whatever. All right, guys. Catch y'all next time. Finger guns. Bang, bang.